0: Welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue. That is Brad. Today we are covering the Ice Guy and his cool female colleague. But before we get into that,
1: I, I don't know. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten so warm all of a sudden. So Tennessee weather is fucking yeah. weird. It was cold as shit earlier this week. Now it's warm as shit. We had a massive storm last night slash Mm. early this morning just if you ever want to experience all four seasons in the same week if not even the same day move to tennessee that's all i have to say
0: (laughs) fair enough uh i feel like we're we're fairly properly in spring up here in the north right now at least on my end in the north because i'm not quite as north as i used to be i'm actually the furthest south i have ever lived which is fun latitude knowledge
1: you're you're literally like right over the pond or I guess it's a lake, but still yeah. same thing.
0: Like even in the UK, I was still further north than I am now. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Um, which is fun because like the weather is so much colder here than it is in the UK. Hmm. Yeah. Like I think it, I think it has like just because the ocean air and stuff is a lot warmer, I would assume. I don't know actual science behind that, but yeah
1: sure let's go with that i mean i don't i don't understand science if dr stone can't teach it to me i don't want to know it
0: no neither do i you know and uh dr stone never spoke about how the fact that it only kind of slushes in february in the south of england whereas you get feet of snow here and yeah i don't really get it but
1: (laughs) (laughs) but on the bright side dr stone will be starting within the next two weeks so, it's that's a such plus.
0: Excite, very exciting, Yeah, maybe you can tell me about why the fact it's raining right now here in Toronto.
1: I mean, Toronto. I think they're going to South America or Latin America, kind of somewhere in that general area. They, uh, so, they, they might teach us something about the Americas at the very least.
0: The bottom one of the Americas.
1: Yeah, but I mean, hey, it, it, it'll be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I find it funny that the name of your country is the United States. I just do.
1: Whenever there are two states that are not even attached. Yeah. It's great. Like, what's Alaska?
0: Like, Alaska is Canada. Sorry. But, like, it is.
1: I mean, y'all are more than welcome to have it if you would like.
0: I mean, we'll take the country and some of the people. Some of the other people you can have back. (laughs) Like, we'll take the nice ones.
1: I I think... Well, no, never mind. I can't. I can't say that. I was about to say. I think most people in Alaska are nice, but uh, who knows?
0: We'll take like all the people that are like, "I like Alaska cuz it's pretty and we like to preserve the wildlife." You can keep the people that are like, "Uh, we stay in Alaska because oil."
1: <laughs> nah, you take some, you take all. That's the whole bargain.
0: No, we have enough oil people in Alberta. We don't need more. <laughs>
1: I mean, is that pretty much all Alberta's good for? Is just oil and cows?
0: Yeah, Alberta beef and oil.
1: And then BC's got what, trees?
0: BC's beautiful. BC, you've got um, Vancouver, you've got Vancouver Island, you've got all the other little islands. You've got, um, they have like a valley that has like um, fruit and you can buy like BC apple juice and BC cherries and stuff in the spring, and mm-hmm. in the summer. Um, you got like mountains you've got good snow like they get good snow for skiing like alberta gets okay snow but bc gets good snow um yeah you got nice lakes Mm -hmm. and stuff
1: this is a whole lot of geography and science knowledge that isn't being taught to me by dr stone so therefore it's going in one ear and out the other
0: (laughs) you get fruit That's Mm. not, I mean, it is science, but it's not science science, it's food science. So, therefore, you're looking in the wrong direction. And we need um, a war, I guess?
1: No, no, last time I checked, I'm looking directly at my microphone, so I don't think I'm looking in the wrong direction.
0: I meant Shokugeki, that direction.
1: Speaking of Shokugeki... I don't have any news pertaining to Shokugeki other than the fact that we need more food wars. But no, so, <clears throat> asshole neighbors. Mm. Asshole neighbor update.
0: Okay, let's hear.
1: The wife out of the bunch said that she was going to take my job as head chef. <gasps> to which I told her she's more than welcome to have the title if she can beat me <laughs> in a Shokugeki. Okay. But yeah, outside of that, do you want to hear what they had the audacity to do?
0: I want to hear about this Audacity.
1: So I had to work today. Mm -hmm. Also, Audacity is an audio program where it records your audio, but that's an entirely different story. Yeah, it Uh, actually
0: helped us get through the first fair few episodes of this podcast. So shout out to Audacity. We love you.
1: Yeah, literally. We've recorded more episodes in Audacity than any other program we've used in the past three years.
0: Yeah, we love Audacity. Audacity is great. If you need a free audio editing program, Go for Audacity. They're amazing.
1: It's so great. It does so much. Anyway, back to the asshole neighbors. I have cooked my ass off over the past two days. Mm. Because we were initially going to have, like, friend group wing night yesterday. Okay. And the initial plan was to just have wings and pick them up. Mm. But no, it somehow magically turned into I was going to be the one to cook them. Mm. So I cooked my ass off over the past two days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I smoked the wings, mm-hmm. and I made three very, very different sauces from scratch. I made wow. an Asian zing, which was like a gochujang, sambal olek, sweeter sauce type mm-hmm. combination. Mango habanero that tasted just like mangoes, like legit just like a mango, but was an absolute punch in the mouth with spice because I put 15 habaneros in it. Yum. And a garlic parmesan. Yum. Made all of them from scratch. I had to make dark soy sauce from scratch, which was a entirely different, like, thing all by itself, just for the Asian zing. And I had to make the sambal olek from scratch, so that... I put so much effort into that, and then they had the absolute audacity to go to my favorite pizza joint in town and not offer to bring me any today while I was working at work.
0: How dare they?
1: And they know it's my favorite. Banish them. Uh, I wish I could, but they pay rent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, uh, then, yeah. Damn Charging my cousin and his their wife... <laughs> Yes, increase their rent because they don't bring me food. <laughs>
0: That's it. Every time, every time they do it, it's one more dollar a month. Uh,
1: you, you know what? Fair. Fair's fair.
0: Yeah, yeah they'll learn.
1: <laughs> Eventually they will. Oh, but oh my goodness. The sauces turned out absolutely amazing. I could not have been more pleased with how they actually turned out with that being my first time I've ever made sauces from scratch and especially like five different combinations of things like Mm. it was it was a very interesting process and very very tiring because for like total amount of cooking time i probably spent like 10 combined hours cooking everything
0: yeah i bet
1: so i'm i'm still very tired
0: (laughs) have you ever thought about um Going to culinary school or like opening your own little ramen shop or something? Because I could see you doing
1: that. You see, everybody keeps telling me that I should open a restaurant of some sort, mm-hmm. and yet nobody is willing to front the cash for me to open a ramen shop. Well, this is
0: our official casting call to the folks who listen to bmb If you just so happen to be a rich person with a lot of money that you don't know what to do with, uh hit up Brad.
1: Also, still taking girlfriend applications, so be sure to send those. <laughs> to the yeah, email. girlfriend
0: applications and people with money. Uh, oh. <laughs> this is now becoming a shopping channel. The shopping purchase is Brad.
1: <laughs> oh, people would never be so disappointed with their purchases in their lives. <laughs>
0: hey, we have a ninety-day return policy.
1: <laughs> but you get no receipt, so you'll you'll have some trouble trying to return me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am customer service, so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me a week to answer any messages, so good
1: luck. It really does. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. I still love you, even if it does take a week. I'm so bad, <laughs> It's okay. You know what? With the time that you're having, I'm... I'm totally okay with it taking that long. Plus, you know me. I'm just going to send you my thoughts regardless of whether or not I get a response.
0: Yeah, and at least I'm consistently bad. Like, it's been this way for the past three years. It's never changed.
1: Yeah, This friendship has been exactly the same for the, what, almost four years that we've known each other at this point. Nothing has changed.
0: No, no.
1: And you know what? I appreciate the, consi- the consistency.
0: <laughs> yeah, we uh, move like molasses around here.
1: Yeah, I basically made molasses. You did. Dark soy sauce is very, very similar to molasses in some ways. Yeah, but still, it was it was very delicious. Although one of the asshole neighbors said she would drink that stuff straight, so I'm glad I used it all because that's probably not healthy from a sodium intake standpoint.
0: Nope.
1: Uh, Probably not. But yeah. I I'd,
0: have too many tortillas.
1: There's no such thing.
0: Well, there is when they when you can't eat them all and then they go off.
1: But you but you can eat them all. <laughs> Take them, melt some cheese on them, and fold them in half, and then boom, quesadilla. Does that count
0: as a quesadilla or is that just cheese in a tortilla?
1: That is a cheese quesadilla if you fold it in half. Now, if you put cheese on it and then roll it up, then that is a cheese roll-up. Which is one of my favorite staples at Taco Bell, considering how cheap it is.
0: Mozzarella sticks are really good.
1: They are.
0: Yeah.
1: Well... Cheese in any shape, form, or fashion is delicious, but especially the breaded and deep fried variety. It's so good. Have I talked about when you get like
0: have you had jalapeno mozzarella sticks?
1: Yes, I have. They are quite delicious. They're so good. Have I talked about my affinity for cheese sticks and how they like to try to kill me every time I get them? No. So I am the kind of person to where whenever I eat cheese sticks, I am very prone to to Like typically whenever I get them, I get them through a drive through And I am, and this is another b and anime PSA to where one should never eat and drive. Do as I say, not as I do. Do not eat and drive. <laughs> I don't wait until I get home to finish my food because me being the kind of person that I am, I like to be as efficient with my time as possible, even though I waste most of my time. So, I have been known to finish entire meals in the time that it takes for me to get from the restaurant to my house.
0: I've done that with a bag of grapes when I was, like, seven. Bad time for my mom? Delicious for me.
1: See? Exactly. It's great. It's fun. Now, here's where the problem comes in with cheese sticks, okay? They burn. When... Well, not necessarily. Whenever they are fresh, they Mm. are extremely elastic, right? Oh, yeah. So, therefore, whenever you take a big chomp out of one Mm. and you go to pull it away, you're going to have, like, a really long cheese stretch, right?
0: Cheese pull, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so here's the thing. Whenever you don't give them time to cool, that cheese pull is exceptionally large. Yeah. Now, what happens whenever you take a big bite... And you chew, chew, swallow, but the cheese pull doesn't break.
0: Ah, uh, uh, yeah, I've been there. I've done that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and this is, this is like an every time occurrence to where I'm driving down the road and have to contemplate how to give myself the Heimlich maneuver because I swallow said half of a mozzarella stick and cheese is trying to go down both pipes at the same time and is still coming out of my mouth at the same time. I don't. I don't understand. I don't know why I'm like this and why I subject myself to said torture and yet I can't stop because deep fried cheese is like my one weakness.
0: Yep. Yep, been there, done that. Uh, Uvulas are fun.
1: They are fun, especially whenever they swell up and you contemplate what type of allergies you have and how you're going to die from this.
0: Yep. But it was just the cheese (laughs) pull.
1: (laughs) <laughs> just, just the cheese pool. Uh, but you know what? There are two ways in life that I want to go out, okay? An SAO incident. Yeah. Or cheese pool.
0: You are the guy. You know in New Year's in Japan where they send out the mochi PSA?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, that's you. <laughs> that's who that PSA is made for. <laughs> it's you.
1: Look, okay, if if you're going to die... Die happy, right? Die doing something that you love. Or,
0: like, be, like, 99 in bed, fast asleep.
1: God, I don't want to make it past 50, not 99.
0: Oh Ew! You're going to make it way past 50. No! Yeah!
1: God, no. I have enough issues as it is at 27.
0: My guy, my dad learned to snowboard at 57. You'll be fine.
1: And you know what? We appreciate oto for that.
0: Yeah. I actually really do because he lent snowboard at the same time that I did, so but also like at least seventy. Seventy's the new fifty.
1: All right. Compromise. Fifty one.
0: No. You know how I'm <laughs> gonna get you. <laughs> you have been working in America for how many years already? You have retirement saved up. And it's rude of you not to spend it. Sorry.
1: I mean, at this point, I spend my money anyway, which is why I'm going to Disney in November and subsequently going to Japan next year for my birthday. Yeah. So I'm good.
0: Yeah, but the, you've got to stick it to the government by taking their money in any way you can. And by doing that through retirement, that sounds fair.
1: Or I can just trust it all to you. And then you can blow it.
0: I mean, I will, but I would like to blow it with you with me when we're in Japan traipsing around hot springs at 85. Thanks.
1: Okay, so you see, you might be 85. I would be an old man. I am an old man.
0: You're only but two you're, years older you're, than you're, me.
1: You, t- look, okay, listen, child.
0: Just <laughs> you. No, I'm not getting that. No, I already get called short here, okay? You're not adding on child to this as well.
1: You are three foot ten. You are I, short.
0: I am five foot ten.
1: That's what I said, two foot seven.
0: I keep adding inches to myself every time we have this discussion. I'm not five foot ten. I'm five foot nine and a half, but every single time we say this, I get a little bit taller. <laughs>
1: It's the heels. It's the heels talking.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm totally wearing shoes right now. That's why. <laughs> I'm not in my socks. Not at all.
1: <laughs> but you see, I'm that's, not sitting
0: down in an office chair, no.
1: I, I'm totally not either. No, I am totally standing in some very, very professional setup type thing. Totally yeah. not hiding in a dark office where the only lights is coming from my Procaster and my monitors. Nope.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm totally not. Underneath my bed right now. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. That's so confusing <laughs> to people who don't know I have a loft bed.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's it's, <laughs> a, it's okay. You know, most YouTubers, fuck, most YouTubers talk about how they record from a closet. You just record from under the bed. You are you are <laughs> I, the boogeyman. <laughs> yeah,
0: I am the boogeyman. I record from under my bed at three foot ten. <laughs>
1: Don't, don't worry. I'll be sure to throw some extra crisps under the bed for you tonight. You'll be fine. I love crisps. <laughs> don't ask me why. I just, that is the first time I have ever referred to chips as crisps. And You're I did welcome. that specifically for you. No, because in I appreciate a, an IRL situation, I will never refer to them as crisps. That was literally just like a split second decision for you. So, but Appreciate it might become it. a recurring bit. I don't know. Um,
0: yeah, no, I I get that though because I find myself translating still. But this new girl at work, her boyfriend is English, mm-hmm. and so she understands. He's a northerner though, so. But anyway, regardless, <laughs> he he um he has been teaching her all of the slang, right? So, but the other day she, we were talking about it. And she was talking about all the slang and she's obviously got some different ones than I know because he's a northerner. But we were talking about it and all of a sudden she just turns to me and she just goes, oh, minge. And minge is another name for a vag.
1: Oh. It's just... <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, there's a common thing with baristas of like behind the bar, nobody can hear you. Absolutely not true. The, it's, but, like, it's a thing. It's like conversations that happen behind the bar, nobody can hear you. Uh-huh. Um, so she just turns to me and across the bar she just yells, Minge! <laughs> and I'm like, I get that we were thinking up slang, but for Christ's sake. <laughs> I was like, you can't just yell that out.
1: Oh, and it's one of those things, too, to where, regardless of... What most companies think, like, I know you said that your coffee shop is a little bit more of, like, a chain Mm. setup, so obviously they have, like, some structured hierarchy amongst it. And myself, Mm. working for a paint company, like, obviously, there's definitely a corporate structure. Mm. Regardless of what corporate thinks, workspaces are not HR-friendly environments. No. Because, my God, work this week for me was definitely not an HR-friendly environment. But I, oh my God, I had, I probably had, like, one of my quickest, like, pop-offs this week. Mm. And I, it's one that I will never forget. (laughs) Just because it was so quick and left everybody so stunned, and then they burst into a fit of laughter to where it it I will never achieve a greater level of quick witted comedy than this in my okay. life ever again. So <laughs> here's the story. So we were talking and somehow we got on the topic of like vacations and whatnot because they were looking at the work calendar for this year because we have a giant calendar plastered or plastered mm. in the, in my manager's office of just all the dates. And we therefore write on it when we want to take off. So we're talking about vacations and they're like, oh yeah. So Bradley's vacation is next year. And it was a running joke the entire time that I was in Georgia for the past two months mm. about while I was down there I needed to find a sugar mama and every time that I thought I was close I was immediately shut down (laughs) however so we were were, they're like yeah like whenever Bradley's in Japan he's gonna find a sugar mama and I said nope because the second I get off the plane I'm going straight to a brothel just completely joking just that was just literally the first thing that came out of my mouth and, like, literally, like, as soon as they said it, I spit that out. And just, for one, my manager and the other full-timers' jaw hit the floor. <laughs> and then they could not stop laughing. Because at this point, they're used to my bullshit, right? Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> this is my first week, like, first week back at work after being gone for two months. <laughs> so I guess they just forgot. <laughs> Or they just weren't expecting that fast of a quip. Uh, but they funny. sure got it, and it just, they were, I didn't hear the end of it for quite a while <laughs> after that, because they just did not expect that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. <laughs>
0: uh.
1: Oh. Oh, my god.
0: Well, that's canon now.
1: It's not canon cuz it's not going to happen. However, that that word did leave or those words did leave my mouth.
0: No, it's canon. Right, guys? Um uh, Brad has uh, that's his plan. And then when you come back, that'll that'll be canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Except I at this point, I think it's been um confirmed that I'm going to have some guests going with me. So that it's definitely not happening.
0: Group party. A group party.
1: (laughs) But no, I've I think at this point the asshole neighbors are going to do what they can to try to come along. Ah. Plus a couple of other people are talking about coming as well, and one of them should be able to secure me cheaper flights. Ooh. And that's where most of the money comes from. So yeah, adds, ah, it's going to make the trip so much cheaper, which means I will have more souvenirs for you.
0: Eee, such excitement!
1: Yeah. Spoil the best friend from 14 hours away.
0: Yeah. Time zone um, wise,
1: flight wise, that's like, what, 24 fucking hours?
0: Yeah, good luck with that. The longest I've ever flown is 12.
1: I really want to save up enough money to where hopefully I could fly that first class, because being six foot four... In mm-hmm. like business or economy would fucking suck.
0: Uh, even if you can't get yourself a emergency exit seat or one at the very
1: front. Ooh, yeah, that would that would be nice.
0: Yeah. Um. So if you can't do that, try and guarantee that for you.
1: Yeah. I'll see what I can figure out. Maybe. Hopefully.
0: Mm-hmm. You can just call them up. Call up the airline and just be like, "Hey, my guy, I am giant. Help."
1: <laughs> Please send help yeah my my legs require it,
0: yeah. um, and remember to walk around. Don't sit in your seat for too long because blood clots are a thing.
1: yeah I was gonna say clots can definitely definitely happen, so gotta, yeah. gotta be safe.
0: yeah, do your stretches? they're good for you. Wear compression socks if your feet tend to swell.
1: Yeah, I've never flown before, so that will actually be my first flight.
0: Oh uh, okay.
1: So I'm a I'm gonna be a big old ball in nerves. Uh
0: flying I is very it's a very normal thing for me. Um it's like it's like being in a bus, really. If you've ever done a long-term bus journey, same shit.
1: Mm, the longest I've ever ridden on a bus was like an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, it's that, but longer. It's that. Um Yeah. I some airlines have TVs in the backs of the headsets if you're riding on a a really like you're going to be a really long flight, so I'd assume you would do bring cabled headphones because Bluetooth doesn't have a way to connect to those TVs, Mm -hmm. so you'll want tethering. Um, uh, air pillows like those pillow neck pillow things. Mm -hmm. Um, Would be worth it for that long long of a flight. And I get cold on flights. I don't know if you tend to run hot or cold, but I tend to run cold and I get very cold. So I take a blanket. You might want to pack a little extra jumper or something because you may need it. They tend to be very cold.
1: See, I'm very hot natured. Like I can walk outside in the middle of winter in a t-shirt and shorts Mm. and still break a sweat.
0: I mean, your winter.
1: (laughs) Don't tempt me. I will definitely come visit in the middle of winter.
0: You will get frostbite.
1: Ah, what's the worst that could happen?
0: You'll lose your fingers.
1: That doesn't sound too bad.
0: Yes, it does. You like to draw things.
1: Mm, Debatable. And
0: cook food. And eat handheld food. Eat food in general. Physical. yeah.
1: No, you see I can just like pterodactyl like slam my face into the food to eat it that way. <laughs> like
0: like that do you remember that really old viral YouTube video where it's like how dinosaurs eat their dinner or whatever it is? Yeah,
1: yeah, like how just... animals eat their food. That <laughs> yeah, 100% that's the one. That. <laughs>
0: How animals eat their food. Those Mm -hmm.
1: videos bring me so much joy. I love love that video. I
0: haven't thought about that video in years. That's such a good video.
1: You're welcome. I have brought back a memory.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of memories, we can create them by falling in love with our colleagues.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's about accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, I have one very, 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 very important thing to talk about before we get into this. Okay. But it's anime related. Okay. My heart is now full. Okay. Can you take a guess as to why?
0: Oh, because it ended today. No. Oh. Then I don't know.
1: Season three of ReZero has been announced.
0: Oh, yeah. I should have known. I should've known. I'm
1: so happy.
0: Yeah.
1: My Isekai heart is full. E- yeah, I am <gasps> I am beyond overjoyed. It's about time that we get more Zero, And it took them long enough to announce it because I I need more. I I need I need Rim back in my life. K okay, thanks.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: But yeah, now now we can get to the ice now guy and get- his cool female colleague. So, mm-hmm. romance squish.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, background.
1: Yeah. So, manga written by Miyuki Tonogaya. It is a jose because, of course, it is. Yeah. Its run was from July twelfth of twenty nineteen to present for a total of seven volumes. And the anime was directed by Monkeu made by studio 0g and ran from march or oh, shit january 4th of 2023 to march 22nd of 2023 for a total of 12 episodes
0: yeah um which means that it's just wrapped up as of this past week so bearing in mind that these numbers may be a tad skewed because of that though I have found that fluctuations don't actually tend to be that dramatic from, like, the final day, like, the launch day of the final episode to, like, even a couple months after. Um, I I don't, like, when I was doing the um, anime awards or whatever it was this past year, where we were going over everything and I was recalculating all of the drop rates, there really wasn't a huge amount of difference between um, when I first picked up the drop rate compared to the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So I don't expect there to be a huge difference, even though it is quite a significant number. And I think, I mean, maybe, we'll see, I guess. It might surprise me, but we'll see. So... That bearing in mind, we do have a score of 3.81 out of 5 on Anime Planet, or a 7.62 out of 10, and a 7.40 on my anime list, giving it an average score of 7.51 out of 10. However, even though that's considered, like, average to high, we do have a very high drop rate of 21%.
1: I'm not surprised by this. Yeah. Rom-coms are definitely not everyone's cup of tea. Mhm. They're just my cup of tea.
0: Yeah, I say that. You say that. But I think you would kind of know what you're getting into when you start watching this. And I wonder what where I wish I could see where people dropped, you know, like which episode. Um Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would that would actually be incredibly handy to know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, that piques my curiosity because it is I mean, it's not like a How do I say this? Like, it's just cute, is the thing. This show is just very cute. And I think that a lot of of the other shows in this same vein have a level of, like, comedy, embarrassing, like, moments, um, drama to them. This show doesn't really have any of this. It's just cute. It's just like a cute little, like, shut your brain off, watch some sweetness, and then move on with your life, you know? oh yeah um that being said it is rated a pg-13 and i can understand that from the alcohol that is shown throughout the show but other than that that's the only thing that's rating it the pg-13 um that being said i do think that this show is more appropriate for an older audience not because of the like content but because the theme of the show is based around office workers having an office worker romance um, as adults, and although I think it's it would be fine for a younger person to watch it, it is a uh, like adults, you know.
1: Oh yeah, Mo- most definitely.
0: Um. So, synopsis, I've basically described it, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> uh, there... Uh, oh, there, I forgot to say, there is a, a fantasy element to this show. So, um, our main character, Himuro, is a descendant of a yokai um, who... I Like the ice witch or ice woman? Snow woman? Snow woman. Snow woman. Snow woman. Um, and so whenever he feels extreme emotions... He displays them through various forms of producing some some kind of cold aspect of weather. Um, For instance, when he gets happy, he creates a blizzard. But when he gets sad, he creates icicles. Um, And so he's a very emotive and visually emotive person. His counterpart is um, Fuyutsuki, who is uh, our female lead. She's very stoic, very um, unexpressive, and it's the two of them having their little, like, cute little office romance and then um, a couple of other side stories that happen throughout this uh, 12-episode short little cute little romance. Nothing much happens. It's not there for anything other than seeing them be sweet on each other. That's it.
1: Literally, that's, that's pretty much the entire show. If you remember us talking about Kaguya-sama and in the very beginning of Kaguya-sama there was a bit where the narrator was like and six months have passed with nothing happening. This was 12 months have passed and nothing happened except for character development.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, fully that. This this show is just little short segments going through a year's length of time Um, where every now and again we get a peek into their lives where something particularly sweet or cute happens. And then more time passes, and then another little moment happens. And that's the entirety of the show. Um, I will say I am very impressed with the character design in this show. They are constantly changing outfits. Mm -hmm. And that's so cool to see in a slice of life anime, because slice of life animes are normally high school students or like other like basketball teams or I don't know, like other things where it's like they're wearing a consistent uniform. So they don't have to worry about redesigning. But like every single episode, they're wearing like three different outfits in this show.
1: So, yeah, character design is definitely on point. Also, attention to detail in this show is on point. Mm -hmm. Like, for Friyutsuki's stray hairs and whatnot were incredibly consistent. Her bedhead in the last episode was also, like, both shows would not have went into that level of detail, especially if it's not going to be mentioned. Yeah. But they did it and did not even bring attention to it. I only noticed it because I like to look at animation.
0: Yeah. No, I'm fully with you on that. Even on some of the side characters, like the company president, um, they put so much detail to her hair as well. Um, And uh, yeah, just in general, there were some scenes where they were like marveling at beauty or like he creates uh, ice sculpture of some kind Mm -hmm. and they really did put the attention into the detail of those kinds of things i don't think it was ever quite like a laid-back camp kind of scenery beautiful but it was very consistent on how special they made um those details
1: i will raise you one objection to that okay the nighttime walk whenever they were going through the area where like they first Uh, met towards the end and he froze everything yeah So the level of detail on that, and even the level of the detail of them walking and the background of the cityscape with the way that everything reflected off of the water and it had like the little brilliant spotlights in -hmm. the back, that was excellent. Like that was laid back camp or beyond kind of levels of very, very good quality um, background animation.
0: Agreed. And I do think that... I just think that there's a slight difference in style. This show is um, kind of classic modern anime style. Laidback Camp has more of an artistic energy to it. Like you see, like I, I, when I picture Laidback Camp, I picture it almost in paint strokes, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, Whereas, most definitely. Yeah, this feels more, um, same level, just digital.
1: Yeah, Even though they're both digital, it just feels that way. Yeah, definitely much more modern.
0: Yeah. But I agree, same level, just different for those scenes. Um, Yeah, so we're going to put on spoiler chicken hats, but really this show is hard to spoil because nothing happens.
1: Literally, and it's not even going to be like a more informative episode like what we've had over the past little bit because there's nothing to really inform upon. I think it would more than likely just be better to kind of go over our favorite bits.
0: Yeah, and there is a discussion that I do want to have around the final episode. Uh, Brad already knows about this. (laughs) And I've already ranted to a mutual friend of ours because of this final episode. It's another, like you've heard this rant before, it's gonna happen again. I just get frustrated because it's such a good show and it's exactly what I've been asking for of like anime targeted to an older audience because not all of us are 16 when we watch anime. And this is exactly what I wanted. And then they just had to just spoil it with that final episode. And I was, it was doing so well.
1: Yeah. But we'll, yeah. we'll get into it.
0: We'll get into it. But yeah, spoiler chicken hats.
1: So can we, can we talk about the OP and ED first? Let's. Because that OP is a fucking bop.
0: Yeah, OP is Frozen Midnight by Tako Sakuma. And the E D is Linari by No Nolu? Nolu?
1: Nalu, and That Naolu? sounds close enough. Sure. But yeah, Frozen Midnight is a definite bop and is definitely on like my daily driving playlist. Mm. Because it just oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And also the visuals on the OP were absolutely stunning as well.
0: Yeah. And I will say that the ED did definitely fit the theme. And I sometimes didn't even notice it playing. So I think that's a positive.
1: Oh, yeah. Most most evidently. Because normally when an ED comes on, it's like, all right, I'm going to skip. Yeah. But this all
0: one, right? it, it, I think they also had very good transitions between um, content, OP, content, ED. Like, it was they flowed very well into each other.
1: Oh, yeah, most most definitely. Like, this was not a hard show to binge at all because I've been watching this show week to week as it came out. Mm. And then today, due to having issues with The Last of Us having to just restart the show from start to finish on literally the same week that I finished it, mm-hmm. it was not a hard binge at all.
0: Yeah, sorry about that, by the way.
1: Uh, don't Don't apologize to me. I'm totally... T- you act like I have issues with... Talking about rom-com anime.
0: I mean, that's true. Um, but also, The Last of Us, why? Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Make it easier to watch in Canada.
0: Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah. So. Let's. Okay. So we start off with two characters meeting. Because Himuro has job interview. No. First day at a job.
1: Yeah, first day of job. And he is very nervous, so he froze himself to the ground.
0: Mm-hmm. And Fuyutsuki is going to her job that she already has, um, which stumbles across him and sees him frozen. And this is our introduction into not just the characters, but also to the world setup. Because um, this world, is it's very clear that it's quite normal for people to be like human but not quite yes um and it seems to be kind of established that everyone is descendants from yokai but also not entirely because um manager buddha is seemingly a descendant or a reincarnation of a statue (laughs) of some kind (laughs) so he's like the exception to the rule but it seems like most of them are descendants from different kinds of spirits.
1: Yeah. Which is a very interesting quirk to say the least, because you've got a yokai, a Phoenix and a Fox.
0: Yeah. And the president and also Buddha are um, also in that group.
1: Yeah. But not in the president's a, like a party spirit. Yeah, I can't think of the actual name of it, and then you got CEO Chief Buddha.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um. (laughs) And so it's a. I actually really like this dynamic. I like this concept. I think it's a fun way of playing on the people have superpowers gimmick.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely.
0: Mm -hmm. Because they're not even
1: like true superpowers Not... they're just very very subtle instances
0: yeah it's like if we were in the my my hero universe but we were just talking about people in like that universe but they were just like the office workers like they have quirks but they're just people yeah it's that kind of vibe mhm um yeah and so life continues for these guys. And we start getting introduced to more and more characters. We get introduced to Komori, who we said is the fox spirit. Uh, Seijima, who is the, just like, he's a human, but he's um, uh, kind of like Himuro's male counterpart. Kind of becomes his, his like, I, I guess you could say he's like his work bestie. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and the four of them end up creating a group, so then we start seeing them go out on, like, quad dates, which is cute.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I also think that Komori and the Seijema's couple dynamic is fun because it's different than um, Futsuki and Himuro because it they have a very, like, they're very obviously sweet on each other. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning it's like okay yeah they they're kind of like figuring each other out and like they're crushing and they are on the same page whereas the other two are a little bit more like like normal
1: yeah but they're also like two very different polar opposites in yeah. a way as well yeah which i think is why their dynamic works so well yeah because Fuyutsuki and Himuro are very similar in ways mm-hmm. because they're both timid. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuyutsuki is a lot more stoic, mm-hmm. whereas Himuro is just afraid of getting on everybody's nerves. So he's definitely a lot more on the timid spectrum. Yeah. But they are very, very similar in personality styles, whereas Komori and Sejima are very, very opposites.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Komori is the life of the party, loud, bubbly. Seijima is way more of a, like, sturdy, um, I would say quiet because he's not quiet at all. Like, he's he's not afraid to tease people and to have a fun time. He's just more of a, like, solid presence.
1: He reminds me of, like, the popular dude in Slice of Life animes, if that makes sense. So, like, he's... He's not quiet, but he's only used whenever like he's there to fill a role, but he's a very likable character. He's basically yeah. group dad in a way, if that makes sense. Uh,
0: yeah, that that makes that's a really good description of him. He Yeah, he's he's very um Yeah, I don't really know how to describe him other than solid. Like he's just like a stable presence throughout the show and uh, and I think that's why he bounces really well with Komori, who is this fluid, um, like hyper, crazy person. Both of them have really good senses of humor, and you get to see that through the sh- throughout the show. They're very like sibling energy when it comes to playing off of Fuyutsuki and Himuro. They're not afraid to tease them and to joke with them. And um, yeah, I don't know. They just seem like really good people in a way like their characters but like genuinely I feel like they we would get on with them very well
1: oh 100% and I feel like every character in the show is somebody that I would want to have as a friend
0: yeah I just feel like those two I could hang around with with for a good amount of time whereas like Katori I would need a break from
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean same but also every friend group needs that one individual yeah just like in two weeks, whenever we do uh, Tomochan, yeah, ev- every friend group has a Carol, and if you haven't seen TikToks or clips of Carol, then you'll have no clue what I'm getting at. But if you have seen them, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because Carol is probably one of my favorite characters from this anime here so far, and you'll you'll find out why very very okay. soon.
0: Okay, good to know. <laughs> uh but speaking of kateri he is kind of the next character that we're introduced to into this dynamic of like mid 20 year old plus like mid 20 to late 20s i don't know like out of college working adults um and uh, as a as opposed to like the president and the manager and stuff who are like older
1: yeah definitely definitely older and he's a child you Speak words, damn it! (laughs) He's a childhood friend of Himuro.
0: Yeah, um, and he is a descendant of a phoenix, so he, um, kind of creates like fireworks, and um, he used to be an artist, and he is that I find very funny, and his dynamic I find hilarious because as someone who is currently in art school and surrounded by artists on a fairly regular basis, um. I get this like I know this person.
1: <laughs> it's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um he it's freaking his freaking morning sunrise. And it's just a <laughs> yellow blob on a stick.
1: Is but here's the thing though, are at right, all of his pieces you could put in a modern art museum and they would sell for oh, yeah. tens of thousands even though they look fucking ridiculous you had that dude that taped a banana to a wall and it sold for like 200k no I that's the thing
0: I get that's why I get it because I get it like I have been like I go to the AGO all the time at the Art Gallery of Ontario I get, I get there all the time as a um with my school I, I get entry and some of the things that I see in there are like uh huh, I'm paying how much for a degree? <laughs> and and yeah and uh, okay, that's text <laughs> on a on a piece of paper. I print. I could print that. I mean, I hey. get. Yeah, you use some kind of fancy printing press and and uh, ink crushed from beetles in some part of South Africa. I could do that with a sharpie, like. <sighs>
1: No, no, it's twenty twenty three. Use the typewriter and then boom,
0: vintage. Yeah. Then vintage. <laughs> and but like part of me and then I go to like class and they're all like, but this is why. And I'm like, I get that this is why, but also like only art people get that.
1: And then here's the thing rich people don't get it, but they see it and they're like, I must have it, because it is one of a kind. It's like NFTs, yeah. but physical.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Side note on that. You know, this whole like, um, uh, like, t- digital stealing of artwork to make AI art? Uh huh. And then everyone's like, well, why can't you just, like, and the court systems are all like, why you just, it just, it's your adaptation. It's an adaptation. It's a, um, uh, reworking. It's not plagiarism. And I'm like, I'm sorry, in the music industry, if you get one note that's the same, they call it a sample and you have to pay rights. Like, mm-hmm. why are we not holding the same energy for art, for, for digital art, like for uh, drawings?
1: So, and here's, it's such a very, very gray area because I've been following along to this due to one of the podcasts that I listen to because they talk about it quite often. Mm. And it's one of those things to where it's definitely a very legal gray area, Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things where at least the court systems have stated, like, hey, AI can do this, but you can't profit off of it. Yeah. Because technically anybody can do that. Therefore, it's not original. Therefore, you just can't profit from it.
0: And I'm fine with that. That makes sense to me. Because if you're using it as like, a okay, I need a couple options to go off of to just like, okay, say you're an interior designer, right? And you are building a digital scape of what somebody like somebody's living room is going to look like. And you're like, okay, I just need something to like, go up on one of the walls that gives them an idea of the feel of the room. And so you create, like, six different digital AI artworks that then you can put up onto the onto the digital wall to give a feel of the room of, like, this is a concept that I have. This isn't an exact thing, but this is an idea of the energy of the space, of what it's going to look like or whatever. And then you can pitch that. That makes sense to me because that's, like, you know, like just like pulling a quick Wikipedia article and like putting it into your thing as a placeholder. Like it's not that I feel like that's fine. You know, that's, that's, that's logical. And it's, it's, you're not, that's part of your job. It's not the finished thing. The interior designer isn't then going to go and say, okay, now I want that thing that I have. I want that printed on canvas and we're actually going to put it in the space. Right. Like it's a, it's a tool. So using AI, artwork as a tool makes sense using it as a finished product is insulting to the original artist and artists should be credited and paid
1: 100 percent, because that's it's one of those things to where ai was created as a concept to make things easier quote unquote mm-hmm. but it wasn't Like, it's not supposed to be used as, like, a for-profit system, especially whenever you're plagiarizing off of other people's works. Yeah. Because that is still theft, and you should... Yeah, it's not good.
0: Yeah. I mean, even as an artist, I think that AI art is a good thing in the use of being a tool because like say you have a commission and somebody's like I want this kind of thing you can then draft up something quickly with AI art and be like okay is this the kind of vibe that you're looking for is this the kind of vibe so you're not spending three hours drawing up something in the complete wrong direction from what your client wants right Mm -hmm. so you can then draft those up quickly send them off and be like okay this is the vibe that I want and then you know where to go from and it's a leg to stand on and that makes sense I just don't see it being used that way until we get actual legit legislation being cracked down seriously of being like, Hey, I want to, I want to see cases where an artist has won compensation and that has become the standard.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, this is a complete side tangent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, so. Um, shall we, any... here's, here's what we can do. Okay. Because before we get into our favorite bits, we can talk about homeboys issue whenever he gets too hot mm-hmm. and then you can have your, you can have the floor for your rant.
0: Okay. I've already ranted once an unexpected rant for the AI art, but <laughs> <laughs> there is, there will be one expected one coming up. But no, you
1: can, you you may have the floor because I will... I will kind of stand as like a counter argument for this one. Okay. But we've we've already kind of gotten into my stance on the argument just because I think it was I think it could have been done. It was just out of place.
0: I think I think there was a way it could have been done as well. I would I just a small tweak. I I mean it's not a small tweak, but like the slight uh, the order of the way things went, if that had been slightly changed, I think it would have been fine.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Anyway,
1: let's go. So, Himuro, being the descendant of a yokai, or snow woman, he cannot get hot. So, during episode three, they, due to completing their training, all of the new peeps, which is Himuro, Fuyutsuki, um... Sejima and Komori all go to the beach with the rest of their new recruits and Chief Buddha to celebrate. Yeah. And while they're there, obviously the beach is not a good place for Mr. Himuro to be. So he shrinks and turns into a child.
0: Yeah, he describes it as melting. And the actual concept of it is quite funny and cute. So at this point, we're all good.
1: Yeah. And so, it's one of those things where it is adorable, it's a cute little thing, and it's like, it's just a little side effect. You know, it's just something that happens because he overheats and melts, mm-hmm. so he just has to cool off. And then he's right back to normal. Yeah. Now the floor is yours.
0: <sighs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> skip forward to the very last episode. Um, Himaral gets sick. So, he has a fever. They're um, also on a business trip, but this time it's just Fuyutsuki and Himuro, and um, they were going to go out to dinner because the hotel that they were staying in didn't have a restaurant. So they're outside, standing outside in the street, and um, Himuro goes to like faint or collapse or whatever because um, he'd had a long day fighting with this client to get this deal or whatever, and um, and he's sick, and so he's he like gets too weak, and he falls falls over. Um, and as he's kind of stumbling around, they realize that he's got a fever, and then poof, he turns into a little kid again. So this is kind of funny, because you get to see this little kid version of him in, like, a giant suit, and there's a little bit of, like, comedic timing to this, but also it's sweet, because you get to see Futsuki, like, take his hand and, like, lead him home and, like, take care of him, and it's a cute little... You know, you often see this kind of trope of one character getting sick in these romance Um, animes and so she takes him back to her hotel room because she doesn't feel safe leaving him by himself a in kid form and b whilst he's sick um, which makes perfect sense and she says i'll take the couch you get into bed um and rest but during this time he gets sick again gets weak and collapses and knocks into her knocking her down on the bed and he's then on top of her and it's like the the that moment where they're like pressed up against the wall pressed up against the bed it's like you get that tension and it's the first time throughout the entirety of the show where we get any kind of sexual energy because this entire show up until this point has just been cute energy romantic energy sweet energy never in the level of like sexy but this was made out to be sexy like she gets the way i described it to to jen and and i think it's a fairly accurate description is you know in the lion king when like nala and um oh what's his name simba are like rolling as adult lions and then she gives him like the bedroom eyes and it's like become a disney thing of like nala's bedroom eyes you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: Fuyutsuki gives him bedroom eyes in this scene, whilst he's like a seven-year-old, and it's just weird. It's just a, a little, a little uncomfy. And you're looking at it, and you're like, he because it's he's very child-like. The way they draw, they drew him very child-like. It's it's weird, um, and I just don't get why they didn't do it as like a joke like it could have been a lot funnier than this so okay so they're in this um they're in like they're in the street he's feeling a little bit sick a little bit under the weather they still have their stuff from um the office like meeting or whatever and she's like let's quickly go back to the hotel room drop off all of our stuff and then we can go to the restroom restaurant from there So they go up into the hotel. She's like, I'm just going to drop my stuff off in my hotel room. So come on in for a second. So they're both inside her hotel room. She's just like putting her office stuff away before they're then going to head to the restaurant. That's when he gets weak, flops over, knocks her under the bed. They then have the moment where they're like awkward tension. She gives him bedroom eyes. Poof, he turns into a kid. It's funny, right? Like just slightly change things up a little bit. And it wouldn't have been her giving bedroom eyes to a child. Weird. It's weird.
1: Okay. So, I had a feeling that Mm -hmm. that's how, like, that whole spiel is how you interpreted that scene. And I had a a slightly different interpretation of that. Okay. So, it was... Definitely that moment of, like, you know, that just odd tension of, like, they're just a little bit too close. Like, that's the closest that they've been. Yeah. But I didn't see that particular scene as, like, sexual tension. Okay. Like, in the slightest. I just saw it as that typical rom-com moment of they're just, again, like, they're a little bit too close. But it didn't come across to me as, like, that... Like, ooh, what's going to happen? Because it, like, obviously, child, not going to happen. And if anything, Fiyutsuki, like, actually sees that version of him as adorable and innocent. I
0: do see you that. you kind from of her perspective. gathered
1: that from episode three whenever she took the photo, and like, every time she got scared of Himuro seeing her phone with her having that as, like, her inside yeah. wallpaper on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I. Did not see that as that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Like, it was literally just an accident. And, of course, like, those... Like, that awkward tension was definitely felt from both sides. Mm -hmm. Because neither one of them had ever been in a situation like that. Like, you are experiencing the typical high school romance that we get from a lot of rom-coms just out of adults. Because they've never been in a situation like that. To where they could have any sort of like romantic tension between them and others. However, Uh, like even though that tension was there, mm. I couldn't interpret it that way just because of everything leading up to that, if that makes sense.
0: I get that, but I raise you the fact that they are in a hotel, on a hotel bed in her room, and it's clear that the... That even if you didn't feel that way the puzzle pieces were there to make it that way you know so it's like it's it could be interpreted either way absolutely it's just like half of my brain's being like yeah but Brad's a sweet kind of like lovely person so he's not going to see it that way because like (laughs) it's Brad but I think I don't necessarily think that that's what the author I assume I assume the scene is in the manga so I don't I think that the author in the manga wrote this to be more in the lines of something sexual than of something innocent and sweet because it's nighttime in a dimly lit hotel room on a bed in exclusively what has been established as her room with Him looking flushed because he's got a fever, and then her, like, it's a long moment. They pause on this moment for time. And so I think, I think it is meant to be interpreted that way. I just don't think you interpret it that way because you don't. You were kind and nice and (laughs) sweet and
1: lovely. But again, like, you're talking to somebody that who. You and I both watch shit like Food Wars and Keijo for fun, yeah. Just because it is, it's hilariously horny if it puts it in that perspective. Fair. So it it's one of those things where I am not some sweet innocent child. I know. It's just again, and I. But have you seen say this, yourself I've you're seen oblivious. This episode. All men are idiots. Okay, unless you walk straight up to us and are like, hey, I like you. Hey, I love you. Then we're not going to fucking get it. We are not good with flirting. Like, we don't pick up on that shit. You have to be a little bit more blatant with men. And as king of rom coms here who have seen this particular type of scene done like plenty of different ways. There are a lot of times where, yes, you definitely pick up on sexual tension. Mm. Like I said, this was just not one of those times to where I saw it as that, because is it a little awkward with the fact that he is small? Yes. But again, Fugitsuki has made it known like that version of him is literally just seen as adorable, even though it is still a man in like a shrunk body yeah and so again it was just one of those things to where it seemed like that tension was definitely there because it was again the first time that the two of them had been that close in that type of situation yeah and it's the only time either of them have been in that situation in their entire lives so therefore it's gonna be that kind of awkward tension Mm -hmm. i just didn't see it as that Again, just because of everything leading up to it prior. Now, had we not had those bits earlier on in the show, I would 100% be behind where you are. And I'm not going to condone this scene whatsoever. No. It's just that's my interpretation of what happened. Now, here's where my issue with this comes in. Okay. This happened one episode too late. Okay. Okay. I think this should have happened in episode 11, not 12, just because of typical rom-com plotline type ordeals. Yeah. Because normally in your typical rom-com, you have problems. Start on like episode 9 to 10-ish. Episode 11 is all about being down and mopey. And then episode 12 is all... Like, fix the problem, happy-go-lucky, they kiss, all of that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. We did not get that in this one. Every episode was kind of a start-and-finish type ordeal, to where although everything happening was linear, you could really interchange any part of this anywhere, and it would totally be okay. Yeah. And so, it's one of those things to where, like, I had an issue with this kind of taking place where it was, because this was the most, I guess, like, or as close to a tragedy as there was in this rom-com type scenario.
0: Yeah, this was the most drama.
1: Yeah. So, it did not feel right having that start and finish on the very last episode. Yeah. Yeah. To where I literally think you could have swapped this and the episode 11 with the whole cat thing. Yeah. I think you definitely could have swapped these two episodes. Mm -hmm. And I would have rated the show a lot higher.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it did kind of feel like shoving everything in in at the last minute.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And... Again, it felt like it was there solely to add drama. And so it's one of those things to where, like I said, maybe maybe if this didn't happen on episode 12, I might have been a little bit more inclined to see your side yeah, of that interpretation. I just saw it as it's episode 12, so therefore they did that solely for drama, and that's it. And so that was kind of my take on it. Because for as much romance anime as i have seen it felt pointless to do this on your go home episode yeah Uh, this is what people are going to remember going into season two if there is a season two at that point
0: no i kind of Um, agree it feels like when you're writing an essay and then you realize you're getting to the end of the word count and so you shove it all in at the end
1: yeah, it's like, okay, how can we recap everything we've said up this up to this point just so we can actually hit Oh, that speaking
0: of recaps, point? there was a really long recap throughout this last episode.
1: It didn't feel like it was that long, but it was like a couple of minutes. Yeah. But also it was kind of in a slice of life scenario, you're always and especially whenever you're telling a story like this of how like it's a very linear bit. Like, I expected that to happen in one of the last episodes because they are very quick Mm. to reflect on their past in this episode because they're trying to use it as, like, a semblance of growth and character development. Yeah. And so it was just kind of one of those situations of, all right, here's where we started. Here's everything that's happened. And this is why, like, we see ourselves as changed
0: one of the things that I would have said with that, I agree that they do it as like a re um to show growth. But they consistently show these characters taking photographs throughout this show, whenever anything happens, whenever they're at like um their version of Disneyland or their uh like at uh, Firework Festival or wherever, they're always, like, they're, they're modern people, they're on their phone, they're taking pictures. I feel like they could have done a much shorter and nicer version by just, like, showing, like, some framed photos printed out on, like, a desk, and that would give us, like, enough of a reflection. I don't think we need to go through an entire montage. It feels like... I don't know. I just don't like montages in anime in general. Like, not not just like a training montage, it's fine. But like, reflection montages, I think they're kind of dumb. I think it's just frustrating to the viewer. And maybe I've just been tainted because I watch like a lot of longer running episodes, like longer running m- manga, animes. <laughs> longer running <laughs> animes. And um, they tend to have like entire episodes that are just reflection episodes or recap episodes and you're just like okay well fuck this week then you know mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it it's not clever and it's kind of insulting to the viewer that we don't have enough of a memory to remember what happened in the previous episodes and it's also like if you're not that good of a storyteller to make us remember what happened in the previous episodes then you need to be doing something more to make this actually memorable
1: it's it's one of those things to where i feel like you and i will have kind of a different experience with this yeah because you are much more of a binge style watcher so whenever you watch shows and especially whenever it comes to things for the podcast Mm -hmm. you will watch them either the day of recording or the day before recording just so it is as fresh as possible for you and also that's just your preferred way of content consumption
0: and procrastination but yes
1: yes (laughs) whereas for me and granted, up to i mean realistically up until about a year ago like although i watched a lot of anime week to week i didn't start consuming as much on a week to week basis as i do now Because as our schedules have become more complicated, I want to be able to have a episode concept to fall back on of like the best and worst of the anime season. Just to kind of have content available in case we have a scheduling conflict and can't do this. Mm -hmm. So I've become a lot more open and a lot more I guess more or less observant to how week to week content is done. Mm-hmm. And so from that perspective, I guess I I don't know. Like I having not trying to think of the proper way to phrase this. So whenever you watch something from a week-to-week perspective, it's very easy to get lost in what has and hasn't happened up to that point regardless of how much anime you've seen and in fact for me it's probably a little bit better with how much i'm watching on a week-to-week basis on top of having to watch an entire show on a weekly basis for the podcast a little bit of a recap is nice now yeah. from a binge perspective recaps are not good in any way shape form or fashion because you have consumed. All of that content in a matter of four and a half to five hours, give or take, depending on breaks, whether or not you watch the OPs and EDs, mm-hmm. like that whole time span.
0: Yeah, that's a so point.
1: that is it's very easy to get tainted on um like flashback montages whenever that is your preferred method of consumption. That's However, I think it's placement from a weekly television perspective because they did it leading up to whenever they were having that moment of self reflection. Whereas if they did that at the very beginning of the episode, it would have felt out of place and definitely would have stood out a lot more. And I, although I agree with you on like the whole framed photo perspective and how I think that could definitely work from a. Uh, flashback perspective. Mm-hmm. I think it would have made the ending scene of their time together going to the flower festival. I think it would have made that a little bit less impactful in a way, if that makes sense or it would have degraded that.
0: Fair point. Yeah. I, that, that brings me to pitch the question to you guys then um, as to whether or not you like recaps. And I'm talking about like, like, like in this case, where it was a couple of minutes immersed into a show, or entire recap episodes. Like, do you find them something that is like needed in anime? Obviously, sometimes with entire recap episodes, they're there to give the animators a break for a week, like they need a vacation after like working consistently for twelve weeks at that point, and then they get one week off and then they have to work for another twelve weeks because usually it's in between cores. Um but what do you guys think of like recap episodes or recap moments in shows? And do you like are you a binge watcher and does it affect you the same way it does me? Do you watch things more week to week like Brad does and, and and how does that change your opinion on those? Because even shows that I've watched over longer periods of time, I still haven't liked recap episodes or like recap moments, but that might just be a me thing and I'm curious as to know what like the general opinion is and, and we're back yeah. because
1: riverside fucked it
0: we may or may <laughs> not have just had some technical difficulties and this may or may not be the only amount of recording that we have for this week so either hello or welcome back <laughs>
1: <laughs> hopefully hopefully everything is t totally fine yeah from e- everything that happened and we just. It's we are not- going to roll with the assumption that that's all, all of that worked and everything is okay, so I will get back to the point that I was going to make, and then we can we can wrap this up. Yeah, and this is a TLDR Pray now. to the gods. Yeah, so let's, let's cast our minds back to a year or two ago, whenever we...
0: <laughs> that's, the, that's the sound of casting your mind back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, do you remember whenever we recorded a, an episode about a show done by Cloverworks called Wonder Egg Priority? Uh-huh. Fuck those flashback episodes, man. Like, that was the absolute worst of Let's Spin. An, and you have an episode, or you have an anime, a 13-episode anime where two and a half episodes of that are nothing but fucking recap. One of them happens at episode six. And one of them happens at episode 11. And yeah. then episode 13 is like half shit because you had to take a fucking six month break yeah, due to COVID, which I understand. But at the same time, half of that episode does not need to be flashback.
0: Yeah. um, So much so that I rated it a six and you rated it an N.A.,
1: <laughs> is is it still an NA? It's
0: still an NA. You said nah.
1: <laughs> so and it's because I was very, very pissed off with it because it had such an absolutely brilliant concept. And then it threw it to the fucking wind. So yeah, yeah it was it was one of those things to where I In some cases, I totally understand the need for flashback moments, like even if it is like a minute or two. Mm. Whereas in other situations, especially in the situation of Wonder Egg Priority, I think entire recap episodes are extremely unnecessary and definitely don't have a place in that unless... You have an extremely, like, long-standing anime, say something like Dragon Ball, Naruto, or One Piece, where you finish, like, a really big, huge arc, and then you need to, like, take a break, like, give the animation studio some time to, like, you know, chill out after all of that. So, say you take a six-month to a year break and you come back to it, then i can understand if you have like a metric fuck ton of episodes and you want to give a recap episode to get people caught back up to the point mm-hmm. or even a half of an episode as like a catch up. Yeah. Point. That i totally understand. Yeah. But in, uh, just other than that, like a one core weekly anime, there is no excuse for that shit. None whatsoever. Yeah. But there's, there's my rant on recap episodes, because Wonder Egg Priority still pisses me off, and up until Dress Up Darling had me incredibly jaded on Cloverworks, but then Dress Up Darling came out, and then my heart melted, so everything is fine.
0: Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I found, I still don't tend to watch them, like, even if... It's something like, for me, it would be a, a Prince of Tennis or a Major or a, a different kind of sports anime that has a really long running show. Um, mm-hmm. I still tend to skip them. That's just a me thing, though. I mean, and but I, I say it's just a me thing, but I also see in the comments of wherever I'm watching those shows, usually people are like, recap episode, just skip. You know, like, that's always the first comment is just, like, skippable, you know?
1: Yeah, and that... Like, that type of thing, I totally, totally understand, and I will 100% stand behind those, because with recap episodes in things like Logger Running Shonen and whatnot, I will skip those. Yeah. Because, like, I understand, like, their purpose and what they're there for, it's just, for me, I don't need it. The only time that I find it necessary is whenever it's done, and this is entirely my opinion, and I did not mean to make this seem like any sort of like confrontation or like a disagreement between you and I on this one particular stance Mm -hmm. it's just like my opinion with something like with this show I think that short little like two I don't even think it was two minutes but like that just little bit of a like here's where it started here's where we are and like this moment of self-reflection just to just show Mm -hmm. the character growth that I am like that i am okay with and i will watch it and not have any quarrels but outside of that that's whenever i start to take issues whenever you give like really long flashback sequences mm-hmm. just to like either a fill time or be just in general like anything longer than what we had and if it were placed anywhere different that's where i would have taken issue with it
0: yeah um I also wonder if it's like a uh, like I don't have a very long attention span. I think this is something that we kind of are all aware of by now, um, mm-hmm. and so I lose attention very quickly. It's I've spoken, I've said it before, but it's one of the reasons why I watch these shows subbed all the time. Not just because I find them to be um, more consistent with the actual voice dubbing, but um, also because having to read the subtitles keeps me more focused on shows when i get to things like these recap scenes it does just drop my attention and i i noticed myself dropping my attention in this so again it might it might just be a me thing which is why i'm curious as to you guys at home if you um like little recap moments or if you um skip them like I don't I actually didn't did I skip this one I skipped a little of this one um do you skip them do you watch them do you find them like important to shows I I just want to know I'm genuinely curious because like I only really know mine and your anime viewing experience like I don't really have anybody else to talk to about watching anime so like I I, I'm curious I want to know
1: yeah, tell us who's right, who's wrong, and the winner gets to host next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us gets to do the intro next week?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, But yeah, so what do you rate it?
0: Um, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Very comfy, sweet. Animation was really good. Uh, I like the concept of uh, it's, a, it's a fun way to do a little bit of fantasy. Last episode threw me off, but up until that point, I was having a very good time. Uh, I think it's like a solid seven.
1: Okay. All right. Nice, 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 nice. Where are you at? I give it an eight. Yeah. It's not the greatest thing on the planet that I've seen, but it was still very, very good. And if they had literally just swapped episodes 11 and 12, or at least the hotel sick bit and the chasing the cat bit, I probably would have gave it a nine. Yeah. But because of that one particular spot placement, it gets an eight.
0: Yeah.
1: Because that OP is a bop. The animation style is very clean, very consistent, very well done. And even the added bits of CG was done flawlessly Mm -hmm. to where it never really took away from it. And in fact, I found rather impressive, especially whenever he gave her the earrings. Yeah. As a gift. Agreed. And just the way the earrings flowed and everything, like you can clearly tell that it's done in cg but it doesn't feel out of place because i enjoy the physics like the very realistic physics that they gave agreed. it agreed so very very much enjoyed it i think the character design was fabulous and like you said just the way that they're constantly changing outfits you don't typically get that mm-hmm. from an anime so 100 percent, i think that everything was very well executed and literally if they had just swapped two scenes i would have been a very very happy boy i still am a very happy boy it just it gets an eight
0: yeah uh, i think we're kind of right on the same ranking that we normally rank things i'm kind of just slightly below the average score and you're slightly above it and that's right on par
1: and that's that's exactly how it goes whenever we cover slice of life
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah, I, I gen in general, I think if you haven't seen this um and you want something that's more comfortable and easy to watch, this is a good one to have on. Um especially if you're in a moment where you want some anime kind of going on in the background where you're doing other stuff, this is a fine one to have on because you don't have to pay attention. It's a sweet little romance. You know what's happening.
1: Yeah, it's just this is a very good, like comfy background show. Mm-hmm. Because this is totally something that I would turn on dubbed, and just leave it playing, yeah. and then just do other things, just because nothing happens, I don't have to pay attention. Yeah. Like I can very easily understand, and it's gotten to the point to where I watch so much subbed anime, like I can pick up context clues mm-hmm. to where I don't even have to watch it sub. Like I don't have to read the subtitles to understand what's going on. Yeah. So it, it's just it's one of those. It's comfy. It's cozy. It's a good time. But it it could be better.
0: Yeah, I it's 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 kind of like a airport book equivalent of anime.
1: Yeah, yeah, that 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 works. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That's there's nothing much else to say about it really.
1: Yeah. So shall we shall we wrap let's, this bitch up let's because wrap we this have. Bitch up. We, we continue to go longer than we think we're going to go <laughs> on these episodes Yeah, now. we do. But, yeah. So, next week, we have another squish anime, because I told Blue I would give her a break and give her a little bit more squish than normal.
0: Yeah.
1: So, next week, we have the other cozy, comfy slice of life of The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten, mm-hmm. which is very... Like, it was another, like, guilty pleasure from the season. It's just a little bit more, well, it's not a little bit more. It's high school instead of adults. Mm -hmm. However, I do have another adult rom-com scheduled in the next little bit called Wiltakoi. Okay. And it is, like, a fan favorite adult Mm -hmm. rom-com. So I figured I would give you, like, a little bit more of a squish break just for, you know, reasons Yes. And then we can get into true true rom-com territory just to kind of get into some comedy before we figure out a way to actually do The Last of Us and then I get to cry all over again. Yeah. And it's almost crying season anyway. April's a week away.
0: I cannot believe how fast this year has already gone.
1: I I can't believe it either. And it feels very odd to me that I spent 2 months in an entirely different state. Yeah. It's been a trip, man. In the, the the past however long has been a fucking trip. Yeah. But yeah. So, thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. You can find Blue on Instagram and Twitter at blue lavender stm. You can find the podcast at BNB Anime on literally all Devices, platforms, wherever you can consume content and or media, we are there. And you can also get some fancy bookmarks from Blue on Etsy at Blue Lavender Crafts.
0: Yeah, Brad. Brad Cutter Gaming. Sometimes not. I don't know his new shit. I should... uh, I'm gonna look it up.
1: Instagram is literally just Brad Garen VO because I plan on eventually getting all of my brands together under just one name, maybe. Hell, I don't know. Did, it's
0: Did you get that commercial in the States where it was like um, uh, the guy's contact lenses come in the mail and he's like, no! They can't have my contact lenses! I have special eyes! And the woman goes, look! Look with your special eyes! And he goes, my brand! No?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Uh, <laughs> but then again, at, at this point, I think we know me well enough to know to where i will not watch advertisements i pay for youtube premium so i don't get ads on youtube i pay for the highest tier of crunchyroll premium just so because i at this point i'm a crunchyroll whore everybody (laughs) has access to my crunchyroll it's literally a running joke at this point so i had to upgrade to the maximum one so all the people that are using my crunchyroll can watch it at the same time because jesus christ i got signed out way too often and dealt with too much shit yeah while that was happening so uh, here we are not <laughs> yeah, me no, i'm I my don't.
0: own crunchy roll whore.
1: okay <laughs> you do you boo <laughs> Uh, it's, it's just I, I I literally whore out my Crunchy just so more people will watch anime because I can't ask people to pay for an anime subscription if they're on the fence about anime.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Who is your profile picture on um Crunchyroll?
1: Um, I think it's just Hime. I have suika Oh, yeah. I can see that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I
1: think I just left it as Hime because I was going through, and I I think at the time I just literally couldn't be bothered.
0: Yeah, fair.
1: But I I highly suggest, if you haven't, going to um, Crunchy Beta.
0: I have. I have.
1: Oh, okay, because I was going to say Crunchy Beta has Dark Mode, and Dark Mode is great. I'm
0: um, on Dark <laughs> Mode right now, haha.
1: Hey, so in general, are you more of a dark mode or light mode person? And I'm totally going to judge you on your answer. I
0: am a dark mode on everything that has dark mode, except Google Spreadsheets, because all of the colors I picked for our podcast spreadsheet, I picked mm-hmm. whilst in light mode, and I don't like the look of them when they're in dark mode.
1: That that Actually, that's pretty much where I'm at as well with it. Actually, since it's your spreadsheet, you're the one that actually sets what the spreadsheet so- shows up as. Yeah. So I tolerate it, but also with your pastel colors, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Like, so I'm not I mean, gonna, I'm not I could judge on that. Realistically, I could switch it to dark mode and then change all of the colors, but that would take too long.
1: Yeah, that that's too much effort than we're willing to put in here. We leave all of our <laughs> scheduling and updating till the last minute or the last episode of the year, anyway. Yeah. So might as might as well just stick to the bit.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. And yes, that is that that is a secret hint that our spreadsheet is pastel because it is pastel.
1: I mean, it literally it's lavender is in your name. Pastel is in your blood. And if anything, that is pretty much all of the colors of all of the stuff that I sent you in your care package was all pastels because I know that's what you prefer. Yeah.
0: Except the one black hoodie, which I'm currently wearing.
1: Well, so here's the thing about Cloak and their stuff. The All of the colored options are more breathable and light, mm-hmm. whereas the black material, and I don't understand because from my understanding, they're all made with the same blends. So, But for some reason, all of the black options are heavier and warmer, so they're all comfy in their own way. It's just... For some reason, the black material is just heavier and warmer. So therefore, I wanted to give you both options. And I definitely wanted to give you a black option because, you know, Canada. So therefore colder. True. So I'm, I'm here to provide all of the comfy, cozy options that I can give.
0: And I take them and wear them every day.
1: Well, that is, that is very good. I'm glad they are not going to waste. However, the massive amounts of peen I sent are going to waste somewhere. Maybe. I don't know.
0: I'm They covered some kind of a, a, a worker in customs.
1: And that brings me more joy than anybody will know.
0: Yeah, I think they're probably still going to be teased for the rest of at least this month by their coworkers
1: i certainly hope so and with the (laughs) introduction back to the peen jokes that brings us back to the whole too many dicks bit which is a good place to end this episode so thank y'all very much for listening and we'll catch y'all next time love you bye